you're a homophobe if you don't watch bad movies. Someone let Joe drive an automobile and Kim Kardashian hawked crypto without telling us she was paid to hawk crypto. I'll name my losers of the week. Then, while Kanye has declared Black Lives Matter to be over, my friend Maj Toure wants you to know Black Guns Matter will always be a cause worth fighting for, and he joins me in Nashville. And last but not least, you know I have some final thoughts, so let's get it. The show starts now. So guys, I'm about to head into my bachelorette weekend, but before I do, you know I have some losers for you. So first up is this cat, Billy Eichner, who is blaming homophobia and intolerance for his movie Bros bombing at the box office. The universal film and first romantic gay comedy released by a major Hollywood studio pulled in just $4.8 for its big screen debut. Now, unsurprisingly, the gay film centered around gay men seeking out and then indiscriminately banging gay men didn't go over well in the South or much of middle America. Also, the movie just quite frankly sucked. But if you didn't see it or you saw it and you didn't absolutely totally like love it, you're a homophobic weirdo and a bigot, according to its disgruntled star in a series of whiny ass tweets. He also cited glowing reviews from Rolling Stone and Rotten Tomatoes to convince you that these liberal outlets liking this gay movie just goes to show it's actually straight people who are intolerant or simply have bad taste. Well, news for you, Billy. Likely the reason it got those glowing reviews was because and only because it was a gay movie. But guess what? The proof is in the box office pudding and your snack pack. Well, it's gone bad. But side note, I also find it rather funny how Billy mentioned in one of his rant tweets that queer people don't get the opportunity to be on screen often. Has he been asleep for the last five years because gay propaganda is pretty freaking prominent these days? Like, literally, you can't miss it. But sorry, your movie sucked, Billy. Moving on to loser two, Joe Biden. Now, he manages to make this list almost every damn week, so congrats to him and RIP American Greatness. But this time, I'm not selecting one of his many spoken gaffes as a reason for his selection, even though it was tempting given he said this. And so I, uh, I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home, politically. Oh, good stuff, but not the basis for his loser star on the Walk of Shame this week. It was this, rather. Not only has Joe ruined Corvettes for me, but I would like to know who the hell let him operate a motor vehicle. The man can't read a teleprompter, find his way off a stage, or operate a handshake, for goodness sake, and someone let him drive? Too far, too far. We'd be better off with wine box Paul Pelosi at the wheel. But moving on to loser three, another repeat offender, Kim Kardashian, who had to hand over one million bucks to settle SEC charges after she touted cryptocurrency on her Instagram without disclosing she was paid for it. Now, unless she's giving you advice on how to assemble an empire worth well over a billion dollars off a sex tape, I'm not sure why you'd take Kim's Instagram advice on what to invest in unless it was a video camera. But either way, she settled for $1.26 and is reportedly worth $1.8 So it's just a drop in the old bucket. But boy, you'd think as an aspiring lawyer, she'd know better. Weird. Those are my losers of the week. Be sure to come back next week when I crown another three. But first, he is a Second Amendment and community advocate who puts his money and his time where his mouth is. Maj Toure is the founder of Black Guns Matter, and he joins me in Nashville next. 
So violent crime is spiking across the nation as some Democrats attempt to move away from their one-stotch motto of defund the police. But when they aren't suffering from that convenient amnesia, they resort to their other favorite tactic, blame the gun. Now, Biden has vowed time and time again to take away assault weapons by reminding us that deer are not well-equipped. Watch. What in God's name do you need to solve it for except to kill someone? Deer aren't running through the forest with Kevlar vests on, for God's sake. It's just sick. Oh, well, I wish my next guest could get five minutes with old Joe to explain to him what the Second Amendment was written for and hint, hint it wasn't to protect hunting. Joining me now is my friend and the founder of Black Guns Matter, Maj Toure. Maj, you and I have been doing this since the One America days. It yeah. has been a long time. I'm always happy to have you. Yeah, thank you. So I got to get your perspective on a lot of this because I used to follow you all over Instagram and I could see your perspective, but you know, they've conveniently kind of kicked you off of most things for one thing or the other. Right. So I want to go back to my original point that we started with here is that violent crime. I mean, you're in Philly. Crime is a problem. Crime is a problem in New York City. Crime is a problem in Los Angeles. Crime is a problem in San Francisco. I mean, name a major city. They have a crime problem right now. It's getting worse. What do you think the reason is for that? It's several reasons. Um, It's due to the incompetence of, and some of the listeners may be a little upset at this statement, due to the incompetence of uh, a lot of us in the GOP and the libertarian movement, not pushing back against the, you know, all-powerful leftist machine. And I say that because a lot of times we tend to have this mentality that, um, oh, it's too, you know, the, the, the leftist propaganda machine is too big to fail. And we don't push back. We don't fight. We, you know, I live in Philly, obviously, right? The murder rate is going up. Last year was the highest it, been, it has been. But we go back to our work at Black Guns Matter in 2016 when we focused specifically on Philadelphia. All we did was uh, conflict resolution and basic firearm safety and showed people how to get licenses to carry. And that year in 2016, violent crime in Philadelphia was the lowest it had been since 1979. Wow. So... Then we leave and there's a juxtaposition. My point saying that is we have to do more in these areas. Now, we got the fruit out of the way, the tasty stuff being critical of us. The reality is leftist politicians and policies are there specifically to hamstring urban Americans because those are the biggest pockets of uh, population of Americans. Mm-hmm. You don't, the, the leftist agenda is not to have uh, Americans of any background have the means to defend themselves from the state. We're seeing it in the, uh, this current administration's weaponizing of the FBI towards political you know, opponents, um, Americans, right? Um, but that's the actual reason. All of the areas that have the most violent crime, uh, problems, rape, robberies, homicides, carjackings, are ironically leftist cities that also, ironically, have the most uh, restriction on the Second Amendment of, for the American people. It's a contradiction, but we as conservatives, independent thinking, libertarians, whatever, have to give more of a pushback. Well, what you guys do with Black Guns Matter, and I've been there. We were in Inglewood, I believe it yep. was, a few years ago in, in the L.A. area. Yeah. And I was a part of one of your classes, and I watched. And it's amazing for those that aren't familiar with what Black Guns do. You guys go in and you not only train people in firearm safety, but you also remind people what their Second Amendment rights are, what right. they entail, what what is lawful, what's not lawful. But an important part of that puzzle that you mentioned is conflict resolution. Right. It's not here's a gun, this is how you defend yourself. It's these are all the steps you should take before you ever have to use your right. firearm. But if you need to use your firearm, you should be able to use it properly. Right. And that's a big part of this puzzle. We there in the city of Philadelphia, huge shouts to the clown um, Mayor Kinney. 
Huge shouts to the clown, uh, district attorney. Uh, what's his name? I forget his name. He's so insignificant. And I say that not as a diss. I say that as significant means you've done something productive for the community, right? Um, his name is, uh, I forget his name, the district attorney there. Um, he literally told me people with guns aren't the problem, literally, face to face. Um, I went to a town hall meeting. He said that people with firearms aren't the problem. He believes that guns are the problem, okay? These are the same guys that will let the thousand bad guys, obviously I'm paraphrasing for the numbers, they'll let the thousand bad guys out as a district attorney. They'll get away, get away from the uh, gun charge, right? Now again, as an, a libertarian, as a, as with conservative values and all of that other stuff, I am not soft on crime. I'm not. I wanna lock you under the jail, okay? When you create an actual victim, right? I'm not talking about guys that smoke weed, that's your thing, if that's what you wanna do. I'm talking about guys that do robbery, rapes, and unjustified homicides. I wanted you to have your day in court, and I want you to have a jury of your peers, and I wanna lock you up for a very long time. But if you're a district attorney, and you're letting those same thousand bad guys come out and keep doing the same thing, and then you say defund the police, not train the police how to deal with actual scenario shootings, right? Because that's a different thing. You're a part of the problem as well. You got Kenny a few months ago, went to Canada. I don't know why he's in Canada, <laughs> right? And he says, well, I was in Canada a few weeks ago, and the only people that had guns were law enforcement, and that's how it should be here. He's the mayor of the birthplace of America. I want people to really reflect on that. These guys, as much as you know, I, I respect and love all Americans, the policies of leftists do not help. They do not. And I don't want to make this a left-right thing in the sense of being disrespectful to fellow Americans that haven't evolved past the democratic concept. But I do want to say, historically, if you live in a hood in America, and if you don't live in a gated, rich, $10 million community, you probably live in a hood or, or hood adjacent, right? Mm -hmm. If you live in that community, you have to ask yourself, if it happens to be democratic, regardless of who's the president, how has your community looked in the last 50 years? At best, it hasn't changed. At worst, at, it, it's, it's devolved. Mm -hmm. And if we're being honest as Americans, outside of the political sphere of it, right, you have to look at that. If seven out of 10 times I hit a three-pointer, the coach is going to keep me in, baby. I'm 70% from behind the arc. It's just numbers. And the numbers across America with politicians like Mayor Kenny, these guys make, these guys make me want to run for mayor. The, the politicians that push these policies that hamstring Americans, as much as they think they're doing the right thing and they think they uh, love America and the conveniences that come along with America, their policies are harming everyday Americans. And that's just what it is. I hope that people are seeing this and I hope that they are changing because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting yeah. different results. I wonder about that. But also, there was a comment that uh, Joy Behar made on The View mm. a few months back. And she said, as soon as black people start getting guns, then the gun laws will change. This was after Uvalde. Of course, the mm -hmm. nation went back into the same old take away all the guns thing. When she said that, I'm sure you heard it. Yeah. What was your thought? I thought on one level she's right because gun control has always been racist. It's all, it was literally created to stop black people from having the means to defend themselves. The left, is, the left are masters at PR. We on the right, right of center, independent, whatever you want to call it, I don't want to scare anybody into saying, yeah. you know, we got to catch up on their ability. The reason why they're great at PR and, and, and spinning this yarn a certain way 
you know, necessity is the mother of all invention, right? They don't, they, they, it's necessary for them to be able to create good lies because they don't have facts, right? So their ability to do that and present it as if the people that are pro-gun are the racist ones and ignoring the fact that literally gun control in America was started to keep black, brown, yellow people from having the means to defend themselves. So on one level, she's right. Now let's go back into the facts of who was the president when she said it. Oh, it happened to be Biden. So it happens to be Biden, the guy famous for the biggest thing in his 50-year political career has been locking black people up, locking them up for nonviolent drug possession. And again, I'm not into drugs, but if you are as an American, you should evaluate that and make that decision for yourself. Not lock people up for nonviolent drug possession or drug usage. Maybe that's just the libertarian in me. However, the war on drugs, the war on poverty and the war on guns has locked up black and brown communities overwhelmingly. So when I hear Joe Joy Behar say these things, I go, yeah, that's that's par for the course, because that's what Democrats do. But then I evaluate her thought process. OK, are you openly advocating? No, for <laughs> <laughs> no, she's like, we should, nobody should have guns, no color, <laughs> except, yeah. except the security team at The View. Yeah, except the politicians that she likes. These people would create Elysium for the average American. I don't know if folks saw that movie. They would create a space where all of the undesirables are left here to fend for themselves and they have a perfect situation for themselves somewhere else. They would create that. That's the beauty of the Second Amendment. The only reason, when we're looking at the China score right now, you know, the, the, the China's literally walking around with machine guns, still pushing this COVID thing. Right. Zero COVID policy, all of this other stuff. The only reason, in my humble opinion, why we're not there is because of the Second Amendment. Yeah, you're not wrong. The American people of any political background. Again, I love all Americans. I'm not saying this as a diss. Most of my friends are leftists. I live in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. It's a leftist city. This is not to disrespect Americans that this is a wake up call to say, hey, guys, the people that have done a major uh political and PR job of manipulating the truth do not care about you having the means to protect yourself. So when Joy Behar says things like that, I first think, yeah, that's a par for the course for a Democrat. And then I have to ask, is she actually, is she aware that she's advocating for such racist policies? And it's not, it's not racist because you wore a MAGA hat, fake racism. Mm -hmm. It's like, actually, no, we don't want black people to have the means to defend their life, even though the Constitution clearly says that's what every American citizen gets to be. Everything isn't racist, but a few things are. Gun control is. And I would love to ask her, is that what she actually means and is advocating for? That would be an interesting conversation, and I wish that they would have it with you. They scared. Of course they are, but there are a lot of people that are scared to talk to you. Yeah. There are a lot of people that are scared. You don't even want to have the conversation. We've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people, I think Charlemagne the God being number one, you and I have talked about that over and over again. <laughs> you think that he would talk to you, but he still won't. Why? Bro, five years ago, literally, this memory came up in my Facebook yesterday. Five years ago, you tweeted, I challenge See the God to have Maj Toure of Black Guns Matter on for a discussion. You know how many reach outs I got from the Breakfast Club? Zero. See, but the difference is, I love it. Everybody on the mainstream narrative and the left should be deathly afraid of me. Absolutely, you should. You should not have me on. 
You shouldn't. You should continue to cower. You should continue to be afraid of an independent, liberty-minded, conservative value-having black man. And I say black not as an aside to anybody else, but me being black highlights their own contradiction. I'm from the hood that y'all from, or y'all say y'all from. Mm -hmm. I move around with guns everywhere. I am literally the person solving the problem in our communities. Every time you cower and are afraid to have me on and come up with whatever reason why you don't, I understand that this is a fight. And in a fight, you should expect contact. Their level of contact is pretending like you're not there. Mm -hmm. And I get it, and it's an honor. That means you're absolutely afraid of me, and you should be. I will not only destroy your narrative, I will destroy your advertising dollars because if you put me on your platform, the people that look like me and think like me, smoke like me, drink like me, hang out in the places that I hang out in, Compton, Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, St. Louis, New Orleans, where all of the homicides are that are actively trying to fix these issues in our community, all of those people will align with my ideology. There's no, it's no doubt about it. So I take it as a badge of honor that they're afraid of me. And they shouldn't be, I'm their brother. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm America made me this way, baby. I'm American AF. The thing is, um, I get it, man. I didn't expect to be alive this long. Usually the people that do what I do in these communities get their heads blown off. In what, do you, what sense? What do you mean? Dr. Martin Luther King. And, and let me be clear, because I don't want anybody to get this misconstrued. This is me acknowledging a similarity, not me mm -hmm. in any way, shape, or form. I aspire to be as these great as these men and women, but I'm not putting myself in that category just yet. First of all, they've given their life for the cause of the advancement of black, white, brown, all people in America. Um, but Dr. Martin Luther King, the most peaceful dude ever, how'd he die? Right. Got murdered. Malcolm X, more aggressive, but still like, hey, it's not about violence, it's about personal protection. How'd he die? Murdered. Right. The CIA was involved like the suit happened. The CIA was sued for their involvement of killing Dr. Martin Luther King. You know, you can fast forward to how Gandhi die, got shot. It's like Gandhi, bro. My point is, I'm navigating territory that for, I didn't expect to be alive this long. We usually get our heads blown off. That's the reality. We are a disruptor. And I think more than anything, that's what you are is you come in and you flip the narrative on its head and people can't say anything to you because you live it and you breathe it. And there's a big difference to me between what you do and what some others do yeah. in that you live it, you breathe it. You're not trying to come preach to anybody. Nope. You're saying, I'm like you, you're like me. Let me help you with the things that I know to make you more free. The, the thing there is, and I want to give a shout out to some of the white abolitionists too, because I don't want folks to hear this and think, this is like BLM Incorporated. Huge shouts to Hawk Newsom. I think Hawk, y'all, you guys had a conversation. Oh, yeah. He does a lot of aggressive stuff, but what I can say about Hawk is he's in the Bronx doing some community work, right? Um, I don't want people to think that BLM Incorporated is what this is. I want to give a shout to some of our white abolitionists also, the guys like John Brown that paid these ultimate prices for ending slavery, ending captivity, ending that mindset, right? Or fight, at least fighting against it. The, a free person in America right now is like a man or woman without a country. It's very, very difficult. We fundraise to keep these classes free to all. Right. I'm really good at selling weed. I could open a dispensary and make $10 million a year. That's, there's no doubt about that. 
but I've committed to something. When you, when you look at those great men and women, when you look at the Harriet Tubmans, when you look at the Frederick Douglasses, when you look at the, uh, the Nat Turners, when you look at the John Browns, when you look at the John F. Kennedys and the aforementioned guys and women, you have to acknowledge the fact that these men and women paid an ultimate price. That's really, in essence, a lot of times, at worst, that's the price of freedom or fighting for freedom. And I think that a lot of times people don't really recognize that, but we have to really highlight that and still give people their flowers. These conversations that you have on these platforms, even if we disagree, it's like that person speaking their truth, that's a part of the freedom of speech, that's an American ideology. The richest man in the world struggled with buying a platform because people were afraid that he would make more freedom of speech <laughs> yeah. on the platform. Isn't that crazy? It's wild. Yeah. You know, and so... We got to step back and look at the fact that we are those same patriots in these times. And you got to ask yourself a, a basic question. I knew that if I, if I go hardcore only right on every issue or hardcore only left on every issue, my fame and wealth would skyrocket. I'm aware of that. I know how mm -hmm. to play the game. I choose to not because that's not what America needs. Every person that's listening to this that is moved by this conversation in any way, they're going to have to ask themselves, do I want to improve America where we live for my future generations? Or do I just want to grift every now and then and kind of like say something shock value-ish, no work behind it, to become trending on social media? Do I want to stand next to really important people that say goofy things just for the moment? And that's great if you want to say salacious things, but what's the work behind it? Are you willing, you know, we celebrate uh, President's Day and 4th of July, the outcome for some of those men and women was potentially death if they lose. We're more concerned about being deplatformed from a social media platform. That's like, bro, I'll just make another page. Keep fighting. <laughs> right. You know, and these are the questions that we have to ask ourselves when we go into this thing. You know, America as we know it, like scary, scarily, you know, we're in October, right? This place could not be here. China is buying up a lot of our land. Mm -hmm. Like Bill Gates is a super villain. He's the largest independent farmland yep. owner in America. This is the same guy that's on record saying we have to control the population. That is the most un-American thing I've ever heard. My point is, we have to ask these questions of ourselves and what side of this do we want to be on? Do we just want the clout and we want to trend every so often? Yeah. Or do we want to save America, you know? Well, you put in the work and I could talk to you all day, but the last question I have for you, because I, I still can't figure this out when I want to get your take on it, yeah. is this. What do you think the goal of the Democrats are when they are the, the lawlessness, the, the DAs, the activist DAs with the no cash bail, letting people out back onto the streets to reoffend, essentially neutering communities through gun control? What is, in your opinion, the motivation or the ultimate goal behind that? Because I don't think it's going to work politically. Mm -hmm. I think people are starting to wake up. Yeah. But I wonder if it's not working politically and what they want most is power. Why do they continue to have these no cash bail? The, the catch and release, the open border, the just crime-ridden cities, the mm. gun control. Why? You know, in the movie Batman, there's one of the uh, Batmans with Christian Bale 
where um, it was with the Joker, with Heath Ledger. God bless the dead. Heath Ledger is the best Joker I've ever seen in my life, right? Uh, Jeffrey the butler was telling Batman, you know, his character, he said when he was in the jungle, he used to see this guy and he would just rob these, you know, get these guys for jewels and stones and all these big rubies. And he wasn't doing it for like, I want to get rich from robbing those guys and their caravan for the jewels. He said some of these, because he would just throw the rubies away. And he likened him to the Joker where some people just want to see the world burn. When you, whatever your spiritual discipline is, that energy, whether you call it shaitan, the devil, iblis, whatever you have for it, that energy in my lived experience is real. Some of these entities and energies just want this place to burn. Now, this does not mean where we got to take stock in self. Some of these people from outside do not like the fact that democratic leadership has involved us in their nations where we should not be. That's a bit different, but that's a, that's a threat too. But as far as democratic politicians in America, they are taking bags of money from the Soros types. They are the collaborators with the Decepticons. And they have no interest in the strengthening and building of Americans of all backgrounds. They got their bag from the Soros bundle. And they still don't think even, I don't think that they understand that America, where they live, could actually fall too. They just in it for the short-term bag. They, they, they're seeing the short-term tactic, but they don't understand how their overall strategy is gonna be destructive even to themselves. They're creating a tower of Babel. People aren't communicating with each other, they're just babbling over each other. That's why it's up to us as more woke, and I say that in a good way, meaning not sleep, that's paying attention out here, people that have more liberty-minded, independent thoughts that are willing to be critical of both so-called sides, the duty falls on us to be very articulate, to be very empathetic, to be very disciplined, and to be very um, passionate about saving this constitutional republic. Because they're not thinking about long term. They're thinking about their individual selves in a selfish and self-centered way, not in a let's protect individual liberties way. That's the only answer that I could come up with. Unless it's aliens just operating in their body and then we'll see later on on like, you know, when the aliens show up. If that's the thing, then that's the thing. Well, you and I are aligned. Freedom over everything. Freedom over party. Yes. Freedom over everything. And that's the message you have. Yeah. I really encourage everyone to check out Black Guns Matter because the work that he does in communities in Philly across the country is amazing. And it's putting in the work. It's dedication on the ground, changing minds, changing lives and advocating for not only the Second Amendment, but freedom above everything else. I always appreciate when my friend comes to town. And we're so happy that they let you board the plane. <laughs> That's another story. That's another story. I wish we had more time for it. All right, but still ahead, there is one politician who continues to rise above all others, and I'm not the only one who sees it. I've got a great video to end the show. My final thoughts are next. So as I told you earlier in the show, I'm about to head out on my bachelorette weekend, and I want to end on a high note. So instead of talking about all the political disasters the Democrats have created and sustained, and instead of talking about the utter ruin they're leaving us to clean up, I thought I'd do some final thoughts and something more positive, the change that I see coming. So it's time for final thoughts.
So the Democrats and the thinly veiled Democrats of the mainstream media have spent all week trying to blame Hurricane Ian on Ron DeSantis. They, with the help of the green hairs who program the Twitter algorithms, have made idiotic hashtags such as Death Santis Trend. Now they've tried to red herring straw man and a-hole the man into the ground with every interview, every mention, every headline, but much to their dismay, it has not worked. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is too smart for these low-level vultures, and he's come out of this natural disaster looking like the leader he's been since elected into office. And it's not just we Republicans that see it either. And this may be the best video I've seen all week. about DeSantis, but that gas is here in Arcadia. I don't know why the rest of y'all, but it's here in Arcadia. So y'all know who we vote for. I don't know know why the rest of you motherfuckers. I'm a Democrat Democrat and I'm voting for DeSantis. Get used to hearing that phrase, liberals, because I have a strong feeling you're going to be hearing it a lot in the next few years. The tide is changing. Folks are waking up and realizing the same old way of voting has gotten them nowhere. This country is savable. And we're about to see the evidence of that in a month's time. So wait and see. And I really can't think of a better way to end the week or a better send off into my bachelorette weekend than that right there. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. I love Donald Trump. But DeSantis, that man, is White House Oval Office 2024 Save America material. And I am all in on Ron. And those are my final thoughts. Be sure to catch the entire show as well as exclusive content on Outkick.com. From Nashville, God bless and take care.